Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Today, I thought we would start with how this all came to being. I'm an interior designer. I have been practicing for 27 years. I was fortunate to go to the New York School of Interior Design to get my graduate degree. And after that, I stayed. At the time, my school was run largely by architects. So we were really trained with that slant in mind. Yes, we learned about historical styles of furniture and lighting and color theory and everything in between, but we also had a significant portion of drafting and perspective and codes and legal courses. So my first job was low man on the totem pole of a large firm that did interior construction on top of, in addition to, traditional decorating. So what did that mean? Well, our clients would be purchasing the apartment above, below, left, or right of them, and then they would bring us on and and a team of architects, interior designers, uh, landscape designers, if that applied, and a construction company. And that way, we would be the ones determining which kitchen to keep because obviously there'd be more than one kitchen. Which bathrooms are going to be kept? Where are the laundry rooms? In New York City, the additional code for safety is a fire door. More times than not, they were in a very visible place, so we had to make them look pretty when they're steel and not very pretty. So that was normal to me. I spent the early years tromping through construction sites, just listening and learning for the most part. I didn't have a whole lot to add into the conversation, but I learned and I learned and I learned. And what I learned is I loved it. I I love decorating, but I come from engineers. So I naturally gravitate to how things work and how they put together. And believe it or not, math was my strongest subject growing up, even though I, I do have this artistic side to me as well. So it just worked. And I purposely stayed with firms and moved around from firm to firm that did this kind of work, this blend between decorating and interior construction. I am board licensed with the NCIDQ, the National Council of Qualification for Interior Designers, which means I can legally move any non-load-bearing wall. What does that mean? Well, most walls in a house are not load-bearing, meaning they don't carry the weight of the roof. So it leaves me a lot of flexibility as far as what we can do without needing an architect. Not saying we don't call in architects, uh, even if it's not a load-bearing wall, for a variety of reasons. So that's how I got started. And inevitably, I was either with a woman that I worked with or I was alone as the only girl on the job site. And you can imagine the kinds of things I listened to and heard and were called a lot of sweetie, honey, babe. And you, you just sort of learn to get along with the guys. I think that came easily to me. I have a great group of guy friends from growing up. So it didn't seem weird or uncomfortable hanging out with a bunch of guys. But if you're careful, you also learn a lot from those trades. 
you ask questions and you, not in an accusatory manner, but hey, what are you doing? And can you tell me why you're doing it? I probably learn more from them than from any of my professors and or the women I worked with, actually. So the other thing I saw was the women that not necessarily our clients because we were their team, but women in my life will come up to me just in a social setting and tell me about a project they'd taken on. And more often than not, they had all sorts of questions for me on basically how to figure out a problem or the problem never resolved and they were griping about it. And I'd listen to them and of course, give any advice I could while the project was going on. But inevitably in the back of my head, I would say to myself, oh my gosh, this was all avoidable, or most of it was avoidable. If only they had known fill in the blank. These women are intelligent, well-educated, and thought, surely I can take this on. What's the big deal? It's a bathroom renovation, or it's a big painting project, or I'm redoing my kitchen, or even I'm building a ground-up construction home. And they'd say, well, I have an architect, and I have a contractor. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is these women had never done it before, or if they had, they'd done a very small portion of it before. Maybe they had painted a room or two, or maybe they had redone the countertops and the toilet in a bathroom. But when you get into construction, meaning you are gutting a bathroom, you are going down to plywood and studs, a lot can go wrong. A lot can go wrong because it wasn't planned for, and a lot can go wrong because of surprise. There's a pipe somewhere that nobody knew existed. So my goal with my podcasts and with my, my workbooks that I have on our site and any courses that we create is to learn from all of my years of being that girl on the job site so that when you're on your job site, you can say to yourself, oh, I know what this is, or oh, I was forewarned to ask for that, and I'm, I'm happy to share any and every piece of information that I've learned along the way. That being said, do things still go wrong in projects that I'm associated with? Of course, they do. The difference is they don't hold up a job. They don't sour a job. It's just pivot, switch focus, find a solution or change paths and move on. So that's a little bit about me. I would love to hear more about the issues you've run into. I I also would love to hear about the no issues you've run into and the perfect job you had because they do exist and they happen more often than you'd think. Thank you for listening and I hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.